Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. kitchen table and we have been on a break for a while we yeah. have not done this and well it's been at least two weeks i think about two weeks it's been two weeks since i posted anything so yeah wow okay it's good to be back another beautiful day it's gorgeous outside i almost feel like we should be outside doing this yes totally but we did spend a little time outside indeed we discussed things as always there <laughs> should it, it it's that's the idea is to try to do what happens not in front of a microphone, in front of a microphone. That's the hard part, though. It, it can be. I think in the last one, I felt like the microphone and the headphones went away. Mm-hmm. About I, At some point, I felt real good about it. Were you it. in the flow? It, yeah, I felt, like, I felt like it was. That was the third step one, correct? I think so. That we talked about. A couple people commented that they liked it, that they got a couple really good nuggets out of it. Nice. So that's, that's what it's about. It's so exciting that people are seem to be liking it. I'm really happy about that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I guess that's convenient. Well, true. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> we, we're still making them, like so. Whatever, I guess. Right. <laughs> Maybe it's not about anybody else. Maybe it's about everybody. Maybe it's about us. Who knows? Yeah, and I think it's like when I go to the centers to do my groups. I tell them all the time. I go, you know, I bring in real things that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. This stuff I'm talking about with you guys. This isn't. Just stuff I'm pulling out of the air, although some days I do pull topics out of the air. But usually it's stuff that I'm working on and I'm going through. And in a lot of ways, it's like a live action 10 step kind of going mm-hmm. down because I really want their feedback. It's amazing what comes out of the folks that are new at this and that are uh, trying to figure it out. And, you know, they're that almost childlike view of things. From the mouths of babes. Yeah, they have no knowledge, a lot of them, and that's really where the real wisdom comes from, I think, that sometimes is when we you know, don't know anything because then we can ask better questions. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> okay, we're done. Let's add well, it and, for and So speaking of which, we're talking about getting vulnerable today and talking yep. about a, a topic that comes up a lot in, in my life and when I'm aware of it. Yes. And, uh, and Thea brought it up outside today. And that is self-pity. Self-pity. Yeah, I had a weird little moment this morning. Should I just talk about that yeah, and then so. we can play off that? Yeah. Because you had some other great topics that we'll bring up at later times. But oh, sure. But this seemed to be, uh, was a working thing that I've been thinking about today. Um, so I realized this morning that I have a ton of self-pity. And I hadn't put that label or terminology or whatever word you want to put on that on some stuff that I've been going through over the last uh, I'd even say several years that a lot of this has to do with self-pity and um, how I'm processing or not processing things but what happened was what happened was (laughs) 
I had told somebody I would be somewhere this morning that I try to go to on Saturday mornings, although lately I have not been good about getting up in the morning and going to this place on Saturday morning and and partaking. I got a question. When, sure. when you even committed to that mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. did you know in the back of your mind that you wouldn't? I think there was a piece of me that knew that. Oh, I, I do think that. that goes back to the story. Yeah. Like we said outside, right? We, I do these things sometimes, setting myself up to make the story true that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jerk and I don't follow through and, you know, I have low self-esteem and, you know, I don't do things and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I'll set myself up at times so that there will be self-pity so that there will be, does that make sense? Mm, Like I'm doing the things to make the story true instead of manning up for lack of a better way, woman up in this case. Yes. So that I can become that I'm not doing the actions to become the better person that I want to be. And even one of our first or second episodes, we talked all about the morning routine. Mm -hmm. And I am so guilty at times of not doing the morning routine. Right. So that goes back to this morning. You know, I didn't set the alarm to go to this place this morning and um, which isn't a big deal. It's Saturday morning. I had to be there at 830. Getting up shouldn't be, you know, an issue on but, uh, you know, I woke up about 6.30, and I was like, oh, I have time. I'm just going to lay here. Oh, and then, you know, the time goes by. You look at the clock. I'm cozy in the bed. The dog is there. You know, the whole thing. And, you know, time just slipped by. Time just slipped by. And, you know, there's that piece of me that knows damn well that I'm not going to get up. But then there's that piece of me that's saying, hey, get up. You need to go do this. This is good for you. And that's the other piece of this, you know, what I wanted to go do is good for me, mm-hmm. but I don't always want to do the things that are good for me. Those are the things that I really have the most resistance about at times are the things that are good, that are good for me. Um, so anyway, and I was laying there kind of, pro- and I was very aware. So that was the first thing was I was very aware of the process I was going through, which I thought was really interesting. I'm like, I'm really aware. I even said that to myself. I'm really aware of this, like of what I'm doing right now. And I was aware of what I did last night when I told that person that I would, my plan is to be there, see you in the morning, da, 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 da. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, why are you even saying that? Well, that's a good question. Why? I don't know. Again, am I setting myself up? Is it the self-sabotage? Is it the, I want to go. I want this person to you know, think highly of me and that kind of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there's that there's little people pleasing element. There's a people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit of ego yeah. that's mixed up in there. So long story short, I didn't get up and I didn't go do the thing. And, um, but while I was laying there in the bed, um, kind of processing through this, um, I was very aware of what I was doing to myself. I was aware of my awareness, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. Right? It was That's kind of amazing. almost right? like aware a weird out-of-body thing that was happening. Um, but then I also became aware of, or I really saw self-pity. Mm. Like, I really felt self-pity for myself. Like, what are you doing? And it was a really funky feeling and it was a really weird deal and I was like self-pity like I put the word on it like I was like this is self-pity but I set myself up for it too okay so I'm wondering now how much of self-pity is self in 
self-induced, self-sabotage, these types of things. Um, and then I looked it up, right? So, yeah. you know, I get my trusty phone out laying in the bed. It's such a good thing to do. Right? I love to look up words. Those of you who know me know that how much I love to look up the words and, and see what some of this stuff even means. So we had a really good um, definition of self-pity. This is uh, on the Google Merriam-Webster. A self-indulgent dwelling on one's own sorrows or misfortunes. Mm. Holy cow. I do it all the time. Holy cow. If they only knew. If they only knew how hard I work. <laughs> the martyr. The, the martyr. Oh, my God. And I thought it was really interesting because I don't think I come off as somebody with a lot of self-pity. But, man, it was there. It was thick. And the more I've thought about it and processed it a little bit today, it's there a lot. It's like an undercurrent, like fear. It's like this weird little undercurrent that I think hangs out there. Um, and then the other word that popped up while we were doing, um, while I was looking words up this morning was, what was that word? Despondent. Despondent. Let me see if I can find the definition again here, you guys. Hang on, hang on. Dang it. Sorry, I should have had it. Done. So here we go. You got it? Yes. Okay, what, did you, what do you got? It's a great word. Despondent. Feeling or showing extreme discouragement, dejection, or depression. And then it goes on. The part that I really liked was it goes on. Despondent is hopeless. I mean, having lost all or nearly all hope, despondent implies a deep dejection arising from a conviction of the uselessness of further effort. That use... My God, read that last part again. Arising from a conviction... Of the uselessness of further effort. Oh, my God. Fuck it. Fuck it. Suicide. Yeah. And, and yeah, it goes on to talk about... Mm -hmm. It relates it to suicide. The And the original definition I found this morning was... Um, in low spirits from loss of hope or courage. Mm. Which I find that fascinating. A loss, um, a loss of courage. Wow. So it's like succumbing to fear. The root, because yeah. it's a manifestation of some kind of fear. Yes. And, you know, fear has been a big thing with me lately. Mm -hmm. Like, I've really been looking at this and try to tent step some stuff on it, trying to do a regular tent step and ask for my fear to be removed, like, you know, 86ing it throughout the day, that kind of thing, like our good friend does on a regular basis. Um, but really doing that, and, like, my fear lately, too, um, has just been so heavy and just so on me. And the, the way I describe it is bone crushing. The fear can be bone crushed. Like it's just on, like a heavy mm -hmm. blanket. And I think the self pity just, man, they're like buddies. They're walking yeah, down the street hand in hand. It's like to have a, a, the terrarium for fear to really incubate <sighs> and do well in is that damn self pity. It just, yeah, it's hand in glove. Yeah. It likes it. And, and that's the, the funny thing. The physical manifestations of it feel horrible. Yes. And it's physical. And yet we do it. It is very physical. When I get into in any kind of victim mode or self-pity, it it completely manifests in my body. It might manifest in a headache. Oh. It's, of course, it's going to manifest in tension in my shoulders. Fatigue, heavy fatigue. fatigue mm -hmm. um, lack malaise, of motivation. Lack of yeah. motivation. Oh, wow. Yeah. I tell the girls at the house four all the time. I, I'm like, emotions are energy in motion. Mm. So it can be 
you know, a sad energy or it can be like a happy energy. Like it can be a joy or it can be a depression. It can be a a gratitude or it can be a, um, um, you know, not appreciating things. Like I can't think of the right word, but you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. so it's just this, it's just energy moving through us. And it is, it's a physical, that's why they call them feelings because we actually feel them. I was doing a group this weekend and I talked about, it was about love. It was really, it was fun. It was an art group I was filling in for, but I told him, I said, look guys, it, it, it's all energy. If somebody walks in the door right now, they don't, and, and they, they're full of well, self-pity mm-hmm. and they're full of victim and they're just full of that negative energy. They don't have to say a single word and they'll change the whole energy in this whole room, not say anything, not even necessarily look at anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's to me shows the evidence all around and it works in all ways if somebody comes in positive mm-hmm. and they're upbeat and they're not despondent or in some video <laughs> you know and then you can feel it mm-hmm. you don't have to say a word yeah yeah it ripples through the room mm-hmm. that sure energy does. ripples like a pebble in a pond it's all that unseen metaphysical stuff that mm-hmm. we're all completely aware of these manifestations that come in us physically and then go to other people mm-hmm. um and yet it's almost like it's that that biggest elephant in the world yeah. in the room because everybody knows all this stuff exists and is very in tune with it yet ignores it or they don't want to believe in it right they're in denial of some um some sort oh no and that whole uh uh i may have goals so if we go back to like our success stuff that we talk about Um, you know, I can set up the goals, I can set up the map to reach the goals, but if I really don't believe it, or I have this underlying self pity that's going on, if my vibration doesn't match the vibration of the goal, right, I'm never going to get there. I can't, even if I get there, I'm going to screw it up. It's like winning the lottery. You're going to screw it up. You could get a great relationship, but I'm going to screw it up. We could get a great job, but we're going to screw it up if we don't believe that we're actually meant for it, that we can do it, so forth and so on. God, that's the story of my life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not lining up the vibration. It's not compatible. Mm-mm. I can't so we have, have to fix the, our mm. vibration before we can even reach the goal. I think that's the frustrating thing for me is seeing people that are stuck in the self-pity because there's a difference here when you became aware of it this morning and then aware that you were even aware, mm-hmm. which is... Big it step. Weird. It was a weird deal, dude. Um, you know, we can get out of it at that point. I mean, yes. awareness is freedom. Yes. And, but when when I see people stuck in it, I think the most frustrating thing is that I see it in myself. Mm-hmm. But I found a, a way out. Yes. I don't have to stay there all the time. But some people, and I, I don't want to name names or or, or uh, anything like that. But I know some people that have been in it for decades. Yes. In decades and their their lifetime. I think they're addicted to the feelings, though, because yeah. with the, you know going back to the fact that uh, this energy and motion idea, the self pity, despondent, depression, like all this stuff, it has a certain effect on our body, and if we just take it down to a biological, physiological level, certain hormones are released when we feel that way. They're addicted to it. And we're addicted. Yes. The cortisol bump, the epinephrine yes. bump. You know, it's interesting, too, because anger and love are very similar in the hormones that are released, other than a couple of little things. And that's why they're so. it's so easy to be so much in love and then all of a sudden hate somebody. 
Yeah, it's like a razor's edge. It's a razor's sometimes. edge, yeah. And that's interesting because you, you just made me realize when, when I was getting clean, I wouldn't even know why I was doing this, but I would do it regularly. The minute that I started to feel pretty good, I would purposely or sometimes subconsciously bring up something real negative, beat myself up with it, get in self-pity, or even like really sit in it and ritualize it by listening to music oh, that music. would that would bring all that up and sit in it. I see other people do this and I've done it a lot and you just kind of made that clear to me that there was a physical component of being addicted to that manifestation. Yes. And when I'd be in withdrawals from it, I need a bump. I need a hit of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we get stuck in it maybe at points, either early recovery or even later. I mean, I'm, you know, been clean a couple days, long time. And here I am rolling around in it again. Whether it looks like I'm rolling around in it or not, it's just manifesting. Like you said, when we were outside, stuff can manifest in any way, mm-hmm. in any way. Um, but, yeah, it's really rearing its its ugly head, and it has been for several years. I can almost pinpoint when it happened, too, if I really want to dig deep on it, which is fascinating now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Well, I think it, it goes back to that layers of things. So I think mm-hmm. that you can get like, okay, so early in recovery, I started to realize this is really unhealthy behavior. I started working some steps right. and realized like this is not conducive. The vibrations are not compatible to the goal uh-huh. of staying clean. And so I've got to withdraw from this and cut this out, this behavior of of turning on that self-pity right. and liking to sit in it and getting off on it. Right. And, and that, so that, but that was like, that's the most, that's the most primary little, little layer of, mm-hmm. of dealing with that. And so at, at years clean, mm-hmm. we got, it's, it's still there. It's not like mm-hmm. we, you know, get completely past any of this stuff. It's mm-hmm. continual. And then it manifests, like you said, another way and right, right. Uh, deal with that. And I think like we talked about, oh, not one of those, I think it was the second podcast where we talked about the morning routine. Mm. This stuff shows up for me in the morning. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I think it does for a whole lot of people. And if I don't combat it right out of the gate in the morning, I will, I'll feel okay. You know, I go to work, I do what, and I love my job and I love interacting with the people at my job and, you know, I can get out of it a lot of times with that type of stuff. But it'll be underlying, and there's always that, oh, you didn't do this this morning, you didn't do that, see, you are a blah, 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 you know, I... It's like a background program running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's kind of always running in the background. Um, But what's interesting, you know, like, we went to Tony Robbins last July, Mm -hmm. right? And we sent you videos, and mm-hmm. you know, we, we you would walk in there, and there was a couple things. It was super cold in there every day, and they brought in. Uh, Tony told us this, you know, that they bring in these big cooling machines. So they they pay the people that run the stadium because it was in a small stadium. There was like six thousand people there, and they pay him extra to bring the temperature down so it's cold. And then he has these big cooling machines that he brings, and they bring it down like other. So they keep it really cold in there to keep you awake and alert. And then they've got this music playing, and then before the speaker comes out, the dancers, bring out the dancers! And the you know dancers come out, and they play music, and you're clapping, and everybody gets up, and you're jumping around, and like... It's a thing like they work hard to change your state. If you could sit 
I don't care who you are. I know a few people. <laughs> I'll be honest. That would could sit there and be mad. I do know a couple people, but I don't know how almost anyone could sit in there and not get into a good place. Like, but that's that same thing. Now I can't do Tony Robbins every morning. But they're like simple parlor tricks. They're yes. They're, but why can't we? My point is, yeah. those are the types of things that we can do yes. to keep applying that information. You know, in the morning, like I don't have dancers. And I remember when I came home, I was like, I really miss the dancers. Like that was <laughs> one of my that. big things. Like, <laughs> I went to a meeting one day and I was sitting in there. It was like within a couple of days after coming back from Tony Robbins. And I'm sitting in the in the meeting going, there's no there's no dancers in Narcotics Anonymous. <laughs> I was like, bring out the dancers. I need dancers. Um but there's a there's a thing with that of playing music. But you mentioned music earlier about when I get in that down state, I want to listen to, you know, the down music and the woe is me music and the the Adele like, you know, I'm rolling in the deep and oh, you know, woe is me and all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I love Adele. But but you know what I mean? There was nothing like that being played at Tony Robbins. Like, it was all upbeat, clapping, stuff that made you get out of your seat. You know, just... And they would do it at a regular basis. Like, he would lecture for a while, and then he'd be like, out of your seat! And everyone would jump up, and we would dance and clap. And then and it kept you stimulated. It kept you going. Um, so I think that there's some nuggets from that that we can apply, you know, in our everyday lives is, is my point to no, that I, long story. I love the, the point because um, there's it's it's a it's a I, I like that he did all of those things because they're things that, that you can do in your own life. Mm hmm. Um, For sure. You know, you might not be able to do the exact thing or hire dancers to follow you around, which sounds really cool. It does sound cool. But <laughs> to uh, the ritual, there, ritual, there was a time that's exactly right. uh, that I was just absolutely ate up with Judaism. And I was, I was really very seriously trying to start following a relatively orthodox hmm. uh, lifestyle. And the morning routine was fantastic because there was a prayer upon waking. There was a prayer on going to the bathroom first thing in the morning. Mm. There was a prayer in washing your hands. There was right. a prayer. And after that, and everything was thankful. Everything was gratitude. Everything started out the same. Right. Um, just sitting there acknowledging master of the universe and boom, going in from there. And it was um, it was incredible. And and so I thought, hey, man, there, all throughout the day, there were all these little little times that you would have to add in a prayer or do a ritual. And so I think adding ritual into to life, whatever works for each one of us individually, I mean, mm -hmm. our recovery and, and sure. as unique as our fingerprint, mm -hmm. but helps keep us out of self-pity. Right. And and keeping, you know, positive. Because I, I don't have much capacity for for negative music and for negative things. It really doesn't. I'm very sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It does not take much for me. Right. Um, to, for that darkness to really envelop oh, me. Yeah, I can't. There's certain music I just can't even put it in my brain. I, you know, even certain rhythms or you know whatever. Like I, it's like, oof, I cannot. I listen to a lot of Bob Marley mm -hmm. and Jack John. If you're around me long enough, you know what I like to listen to. But I, and it's for a reason. Like I can't let myself get to that certain because it's already. I've got weird 
Metallica, what something funky that just plays in my brain all the time, yep. and I need to shut that down. Metallica is not a good example, but you know what I'm trying to say. No, I mean Rob, it, Rob Zombie or something like. There's nasty stuff that goes on up there on a regular basis, and I have to tamper that down. I have to be in a in a good happy. I don't watch scary movies. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the news. I try not to pay attention to politics. Like, um, yeah, I I can't. I can't do any of that stuff because it just it'll flip a switch in my head. It's crazy. It yeah. Same. Uh, a lot of the the darker music when when uh, when Chris Cornell died, uh-huh. it's real sad. And I was going up to a convention, and um, it was beautiful drive, beautiful days. So I'm driving up. I said, "Man, I'm gonna listen to all the things uh, through the years, and especially the early, you know, Temple of the Dog and Soundgarden stuff oh, that yeah. I remember when it was coming out, and it was like so good. And I listened to it for about an hour, having not listened to this music in, in a number of years, and I was so depressed. And I said, "Man, it's no wonder. It's no wonder what happened to him that sad fate, because only an hour." of playing a lot of this stuff and I started to feel self-pity. I started to feel despondent. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, that's one of the reasons that I love dressing the way that I do, listening for me, you know, Grateful mm-hmm. Dead and things like that have been a big part of my life for a long time because I've got to like keep some positivity flowing right. to keep my vibration up because it's yes. sensitive. It doesn't take much to throw me into a very dark place. You mentioned ritual mm-hmm. and you know, tent step has been something we've yeah. been batting around with a good friend of ours um, for a while. We've been batting it around with him, but he has a whole ritual yes. around the tent step. Very ritualized. Yeah. Very ritualized that you're not going to hear from very many people the way that he processes through that you know and the way he's set up his tent step and you know an alarm on the phone and the whole nine yards and i i'm not perfect at it i don't do it as much as i i could should i don't want to shit on myself i think we actually we had a bet at one point who could do it for two weeks and i did win Yes, I think you did so, win because I lasted like a saying. day and a half. Yeah. <laughs> last. I think I lasted a but week. But <laughs> that was the long version of the 10th step, too. Yes. He's got a, a short a version now. Yep. So I, the short one, I'm like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But that seems to hold back mm-hmm. some of that. And it's interesting, uh, some of that self-pity, that fear. Because nine times out of fear when I ask myself, am I being dishonest? Am I being fearful? Am I being um, um, selfish? Am I being self-seeking? I think those are the four things. Um, the one that really comes up, it's it's fear. Every time Every, it's fear. Well, and they're all they're all just different names for fear. Correct. So you could really shorten it up and just say, why am I afraid? Right. Right. But I thought that was interesting with some of the other stuff that we've talked about is like you could, you know, do that. You do it in the morning before. I've been doing it in the morning before my meditation. I do the little the little drop box tent step mm-hmm. and I go do, 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 do. And then I sit. Um but it would be kind of neat, you know, you know, have the thing set on the phone and you whatever you're doing, you stop. That's what he says. He goes, yep. he goes, I don't care if you're on the phone with a client. I don't care if you're with a patient, Thea. If your alarm goes off, you excuse yourself and you go do your 10th step. And I'm like, what? It's actually pretty cool to be able to give yourself permission to do that. Yes. Um, to literally like be talking to, you know, like for me talking to one of the owners of the business, just you're going to have to give me a minute. I have to go okay, right, What are you doing? It's spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> My ego would like that too. True. So I hope Daniel's so spiritual. Look at him. He's yes. just absolutely putting this priority right, one. Right. That's oh funny. God. But that would be kind of neat because you could even throw in there, you know, do the little tent step, 
ask God to remove it, turn your thoughts to somebody else, take some deep breaths, tell someone if you have to. You could even jump up and down 10 times, spin around, come up with a couple really positive things for the day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and it would take less than three minutes, really. Like it would, wouldn't take any time at all. And it could totally radically change everything, which is what this person has been telling us. Yeah. And a number of things, I mean, just being able to sit and be quiet, Mm -hmm. to be mindful. Mm -hmm. Um, These are things that takes such little amounts of effort. And yet there's that resistance to change. Always. I mean, the cost to benefit ratio, if we looked at it, is stupid. It's stupid. It's literally stupid. And it's, I I always go back, I think that in our Western society Mm -hmm. and with the materialism and all of that that's so embedded in the consumerism and all this stuff that if we would charge money for this shit, people would want to do it. Right. But the problem with it, I think, in a lot of people's minds, damn stuff's free. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Crazy. So we should charge for it. We should. Basically. Okay. Everyone send us a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you an address. We're going to get a P.O. box. Everybody can start sending us a dollar. I'm just kidding. The, it, well, when you were talking about ritual and, and self-pity and, and starting off day, it reminds me, I don't, I don't believe there's one right way to do any of this. And I think it is very, you know, everyone's got autonomy and, yes. and has the right yes. to, to do things themselves. But you hear all those old school people talking about, well, in the morning, I put my shirt, and when I go to bed at night, I put my shoes under the bed. <laughs> right. And when I wake up in the morning, I get on my knees. <laughs> and that doesn't, <laughs> that works for a ton of people. I don't do that because I do it a different way. Sure. And that's okay. Um, but, you know, that's those little rituals. I prayed on my right knees for gate. a long time. Did you? Yeah, this old guy. Uh, well, there's something about the posture. It's good. Yeah, Ray C. Old Ray C. told me to do that. He's passed away now, but he was big at the um, at the Bay Area Club, and um, he helped me a lot early in recovery. And, uh, uh, yeah, I loved Ray. He was awesome. But he came up to me one day, he said, you're struggling. He goes, are you doing a third step every day? No. He goes, okay, so what you're going to do. And he told me exactly what to do and get on my knees and do the third step every morning. Mm. It changed my life. Yeah. It changed my life. That small little thing on my knees doing that third step every, uh, third prayer, every, third step prayer every day. And I said, okay. And I started doing it and it changed everything. And, you know, I think back on that and I didn't have a lot of self pity. I don't think it, you know, 30 days, three months, one year. It was different. It, yep. You know, it it was a different ball game than it is now, um, in a, in some ways. So it's like they say, you know, it doesn't all. I maybe haven't put drugs in my body in a long time, but I have other stuff that has to be uh, has to be dealt with in a certain way. Otherwise, it'll run rampant. Absolutely. Do you have any uh, closing thoughts, my friend? Um, my one closing thought was was just. One of my favorite things to do in recovery is to not take any of this too seriously right. in the sense that my one of my antidotes for when I get out of serenity, when I'm, uh, I feel like a victim, drive in the car. I know everybody can damn near relate to that one. When uh, I get a little pissed off, a little road rage, a little mm-hmm. kiss of that, right. I immediately try to, the minute I become aware of some of this self-pity stuff, I'll try to laugh at myself because mm. if someone was filming me, for God's sake, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's, it's so comical. Yesterday, 
I absolutely acted like a six-year-old, which I, we were talking earlier mm-hmm. before this. I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty about six years old right, right. in so many ways. And when I'm aware of it, man, I'll laugh at myself. And then the, the physical manifestation of that, and, and I feel so much better. And that, that seems to be a pretty quick fix a lot of the time. It's right. just like, oh, my God, you're acting like a child. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nobody understands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody loves me. Oh, my God. Don't they know? Don't they know who I think I am? Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. All right. Cool. Well, this was great. Thank Enjoy. you so much. Thanks for coming back to the kitchen table. All right, y'all. Have a great day, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Peace out. Love you guys. Bye.